Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans. Welcome to Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor, Aaron Bookie, and today we have some news. Our producer, Julie Fisk, is moving to a big, important job, and our podcast will go on a short hiatus as we regroup and brainstorm some great ideas for the future. But first, we'll reminisce on our favorite Julie podcast moments and also dive into the biggest January restaurant news. It all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make every recipe in the cookbook foodie or a my favorite recipe is reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. For the latest food and restaurant news, be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food. If you like the show, please tell us how much you love it at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. Later, we'll give Julie some big hugs, but first we're catching up with food reporters Sarah Blaskovich, Imelda Garcia, and Claire Baller on the latest food and restaurant news. Sarah, it's been kind of a big January for restaurant news, right? Yes, we've got new restaurants, um, the biggest opening of which right now is Joey at North Park Center. This is a Canadian restaurant group that has 32 other Joeys across North America. Dallas makes number 33. This is kind of an upscale American restaurant in the former Seasons 52 at North Park. And I have heard from a lot of you that you're going to miss Seasons 52, both the great happy hour prices and the calories being posted on the menu. Hmm. Uh, Joey is not Seasons 52. Let's say that. It is considerably fancier. The dining room is beautiful. Now, when you walk in, you get a free glass of sparkling wine. And this is at lunch and dinner. So uh, if you're a ladies who lunch, like, let's do it. You walk in and go straight for the wine. But I think that this restaurant is an interesting first step for this Canadian company because we will eventually have at least three Joey-owned restaurants. There's slated to be a second Joey somewhere in Uptown. And then also they own a more casual restaurant that's a pub called Local. That will be on Henderson Avenue. We've talked a little bit about these restaurants before, but now I want everybody to know Joey is open and people are talking about it. So it's an American restaurant from Canada and it sounds <laughs> like it's Australian, but it's not. You like nailed it. <laughs> That's exactly it. And you can eat sushi and steak and salads there. But not kangaroo. You can't eat kangaroo there. You you <laughs> okay. can do that elsewhere in Dallas because Claire has written about this. <laughs> yes. You can. There's one other new place I want to talk about before we toss to Amelda and Claire, and that is that Abby's Bagels opened on Greenville Avenue. This is my neighborhood, and I had been waiting for Abby's to open. I also am unabashedly a bagel fanatic. Abby's Bagels has had lines outside the door in 20-something degree weather since it opened last Friday. No way. I went twice on opening weekend. Mm. My girls seriously dined on some bagels, and they have what I think is really great espresso. So I like this little neighborhood bagel shop. It is wonderfully nothing fancy. You know, a no-nonsense menu, bags of chips lining the wall, and then in the fridges like Gatorade and Capri Sun and stuff like that. It is just a place to go get a bagel. They did not overdo the design. And sometimes that's nice. That is very nice. It feels like welcoming. Not like a lot of Dallas places where you're like, am I dressed properly? I think we could use a little bit more of that, Sarah. Mm -hmm. I agree, Claire. And I think one thing that readers might ask is where do I park? And let me tell you, Greenville Avenue at 7, 8, 9, 10 in the morning is not busy. 
So there's street parking everywhere. There's also 30 spots behind the bagel shop. And the guy who owns Hyde Cocktail Bar across the street also owns Abby's Bagels. And there's a parking lot for Hyde behind it. So many of the customers that I talked to walked there. This is very much like a walk your dog through, grab your bagel, walk home place. Uh, But also, if you're going to go get a morning bagel, I just don't think you will fight very much traffic on Greenville Avenue. What did you eat there? Do you have any recommendations? Yes. The breakfast sandwiches sound great. A lot of them, you know, have ham or sausage or bacon and some combination of all with scrambled eggs and cheese. But the varieties of bagel themselves are cool. There's a truffle parmesan bagel. Um, there's a jalapeno cheddar bagel. My youngest daughter got the cinnamon crunch bagel with peanut butter on it, interestingly. Mm. But I was really pulling for the birthday cake cream cheese on that because I thought that would just be fun for a three-year-old. That does sound fun. She thought it was cake in the middle of the bagel. And so like that translation didn't really work. So we ended up with peanut butter, but they also have like a key lime pie, cream cheese, and a strawberry and honey cream cheese, a bananas foster cream cheese, which is basically bananas foster without the booze mixed in with cream cheese. So if you like a sweeter bagel, that is a great option. There's also salt and vinegar cream cheese, which sounds interesting, mm. scallion cream cheese, and a bunch of others. There is a breakfast sandwich. It is named after namesake Abby, who is the wife of the owner. Abby's to go is a lunch sandwich with roasted turkey, truffle cream cheese, red onion, and the crunchy bits from her favorite chip, which is Zapp's voodoo flavor. Mm. Ooh. I like could get it. down on that. I like the trend of putting chips in things and on things, like in sandwiches yes. or on your omelet, like in the bear. Didn't we invent that when we were all seven years old? I think so. And so it is neat that adults <laughs> yes. are trying it now. I have been yes. shamed for yes. doing it. And so I feel very justified. And Imelda, you wrote about a very beloved restaurant closing in Dallas, but then reopening like a week later. Yeah, this is a great story. Trompo is this Zacharia in Oak Cliff. They sell Monterey style tacos. It's great. I mean, they are delicious. But something happened. By the beginning of this year, its owner, Luis Olvera, announced on Instagram that he had to close his taqueria because he was behind $36,000 in rent payments. So a lot of people saw this and were very sad by it because this is a dear taqueria in Oak Cliff. He set a GoFundMe and he raised $20,000. But the great thing here is that a lot of people contribute from $5 to $1,000. So you can see the community effort here. Yes, that's true. And so he's back open now. Regular hours, selling tacos. Yeah, he reopened 10 days later, fully operating now. I think he can probably raise his prices if so many people donated to his GoFundMe. <laughs> That's so Dallas. <laughs> I think an interesting part of the story is that, you know, Trumpo was under the spotlight for a while. Yeah. It was written about nationally and was named one of the best tacos in the country. This is not the first time that we have seen a restaurant in Dallas that has received a lot of national attention really struggle after that. Uh, you look at Cow Noodle Shop, which is no more also given massive national recognition. What happens to these small places that are really inundated after getting big attention and have to find a way to keep up with that? An opposite effect of national attention, however, is the diners, drive-ins, and dives effect. A television effect from a certainly national, if not international audience, and some might wonder a larger audience than Bon Appetit. We have not seen the restaurants on diners, drive-ins, and dives fail. So the point can't be made that national attention hurts every restaurant. Hmm. I just wonder the difference. How does diners, drive-ins, and dives pick the spots that can somehow sustain prolonged interest? Because people who have been on diners, drive-ins, and dives in Dallas tell me that customers come every time the show re-airs. Somebody comes back through the door and says, I saw you on television. And so there's something different about these two audiences. And I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think we need to do a study on that. 
Someone needs to finance a study. <laughs> uh, maybe a guy. How scalable. Maybe guy Fieri will do it. Yes, that. he has money. I think we have to remember something as diners. If we love a place, the best thing that we can do is go and eat there. So that way, our favorite restaurants will be with us for a long time. Good point. 100%. Yes, good point. And Claire, you wrote about a couple of places this past week, dumplings and dessert. Yeah, full spectrum here. One story that people were excited about is a Las Vegas dumpling restaurant that is coming to Plano in this Ooh, spring. Plano. So this is not one of the Las Vegas restaurants that we've seen a lot of recently of these very extravagant Vegas spots that are moving to Dallas. This is a kind of one-off restaurant from chef Jimmy Lee, who was a 2023 James Beard Award semifinalist and has gotten a lot of attention for his soup dumplings at his restaurant Shanghai Taste. He and his business partner decided to open up a second one in Plano. So that will open its doors in April and this will be at Legacy Drive and 75. They're building out a much larger kitchen than their Vegas location because they are expecting to be busy. Is this the second one only? Yes. Like Vegas number one, Dallas number two. Yes, but they are at the same time right now opening a second spot in Vegas in a different part of the city. So they're opening two additional locations. Um, Dallas will be one of three that they have. This is very interesting. It is. And it's it's interesting. Like why, why Plano? Why Vegas to Plano? And from what I understand, they were approached by investors here in the area who said, hey, we think that there's a big audience for what you guys are doing in the DFW area. We think you would do really well and we'd love to have you. Okay, and desserts? Yes. And desserts, yes. So there is a dessert shop in Fort Worth. And this is from a Top Chef contestant, Fabio Viviani, who was on the show- Long time ago. Long time ago. He was like an OG, one of (laughs) my favorites back in the day. (laughs) And this concept is called jars. It is what you would imagine. These are desserts served in single serve jars, all different kinds of classic desserts that are jarified and put Mm. into little layered jars. Like they look like little trifles. I'm into this. I love a dessert in a jar. I think it's a great gift too. Oh yeah. And we have Laduni in Dallas that has these jarred desserts as well. So it's not a one of a kind idea I'll say, but cute. Yeah. And these jars look really over the top. Like they have a lot of toppings on top. It's Mm. like the jarred dessert version of the crazy milkshake. Mm. Yeah. And they're, they're rimmed, you know, (laughs) of course um, the rims are dipped in, I don't know what I would imagine is frosting and the like and coated in all sorts of crumbly things and toppings. So this opened on January 19th, and it is next to a restaurant that, Sarah, you have written about, Le Margot, which is from another celebrity chef, Graham Elliott, that opened last year. So there's a now a little uh, celebrity chef food pocket happening in Fort Worth. I'm glad you mentioned that there's like sprinkles or cotton candy or whatever all around the rim, because I do want to say these look hard to transport. I thought you were going to buy your jar, stick it in your purse and give it to your friend <laughs> at lunch. You are not going to do that with these jars. Maybe they sell, I think they probably sell some that you can, perhaps. We're just going to have to go, Sarah, and check it out. I would do that. I think I'm in for the cannoli one, which Mm. has sweet cheese, custard, an Italian cannoli shell, white sponge cake, fresh pistachio, and powdered sugar. That sounds great. I love the cherry one. I love cherry. And this one looks amazing. That one's called, she's my cherry Cherry pie. pie. (laughs) (laughs) I think you have to sing that. Does anyone just straight face say, I would like the she's my cherry pie, please? (laughs) If so, they shouldn't be served one. Yeah, they're like, what'd you say? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come again? (laughs) 
Julie, what's your thought on this? I think that this might be like the beginning of the cake jar in your purse craze. Because <laughs> remember how people used to carry their salad dressing in their purses? And maybe you could even put it in a Stanley cup. Oh, wow. Erin, <laughs> that would be 40 ounces. Yeah, oh, for this Saturday. Of yeah. She's My Cherry Pie. Yeah, it's wow. Shareable. It's shareable. How long would the spoon need to be? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But I do have to tell you guys, I loved our Stanley Cup conversation last week. And I got a lot of feedback from just friends of mine who listen to the podcast and a friend of mine at church. Shout out to my church friends who are all big podcast listeners. She actually brought her Stanley thermos that her parents gave her when she first started working. And it's like, you know, it's like the ones that the men took with them to go work on constructing the Hoover Dam. Yes, the Hoover Dam. Thank you. (laughs) It's very, it definitely has Hoover Dam vibes. Like it's army green and her thermos was meant more for hot drinks, for coffee, you know, and you unscrew the top and then you pour the coffee into the top and that's your little cup. I just thought that was beautiful. And it goes to your point, Claire, that Stanley has been around for a while. So stay at home moms did not create Stanley, just like Taylor Swift did not create the NFL. Is that, (laughs) are these the same? Oh, darn. Yes. I'm so glad she's brought such awareness to that small sport. (laughs) Even she, I'm saving to get mine. Yeah, because I am a convert of the Stanley fashion. So I love the red one, but it's $90. Oh my gosh. Why would eBay. it be twice as much? Do we, I is, know. is this a Valentine's Day I splurge? Think, yeah, I think it was like a limited edition, something like that. It's $90, so I, I need to save <laughs> art for that. They have some really pretty ones coming out, limited edition. Like I saw they had a, <laughs> I know, I'm going to have 50 of them by the end of this year. Um, I saw one that was uh, Lunar New Year inspired and it was oh, red wow. with like really beautiful designs on it. And I was like, I kind of like the colorful trend now. I wonder if Stanley will take a cue from you know those like socks that you can put your dog's face on? You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, I had some friends who their son made like a really hilarious piece of art. He's like three or four years old and they had it like superimposed on dad's socks mm-hmm. and it was in his stocking for Christmas. The next iteration of Stanley, which is just like over the top and down into the canyon, would be you put whatever face or thing you want all over your Stanley. We need Stanleys with Julie faces on them. Oh! <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. what we need. Those would yeah. be limited edition. I think I think two hundred dollars. I, think yeah. so I too. already know what face of Julie's I would want on my cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julie yeah, will be just... with us forever. <laughs> and since this is our final episode before a brief hiatus, next up we're gonna say goodbye to our producer Julie. That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like, when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Since this is the last podcast of ours for a while, before we take a hiatus, we are going to dedicate this segment to Julie. Julie, can you tell us, before we launch into our 
farewell, which will be lighthearted, but also maybe make you cry. Tell us what you're doing instead of producing this wonderful podcast. So Dr. Phil McGraw. <laughs> we know him. He has a last name. I didn't know that. I know. Um, he is launching a network. Um, it's called Merritt Street Media out in Roanoke. And so Where? He's, it's, I know, it's actually in Texas. It okay. is a town in Texas. I'm kidding. Um, he is bringing his TV show, the Dr. Phil show, to primetime. And so he's going to be taping out at these new studios in Roanoke. And they have all kinds of great stuff planned, all kinds of news and other shows, but they have a podcast department and I am going to be producing their podcast. I'm in charge of the podcast department, starting with Dr. Phil's podcast this time next week. That sounds like Dr. Phil himself has listened to Eat, Drink, DFW so he can see yep. your talents. Is that right? I, I was going to say <laughs> that means at some point in time, Dr. Phil has been listening to us. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dr. Phil. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Well, Julie, we are proud of you. We will miss your great audio ideas, your team mom energy and your enthusiasm for our work writing about Dallas restaurants in honor of the time and care you spent on our Eat Drink DFW podcast. This team wants to offer you a few more recommendations for places we think you'll love around DFW. Okay. The reason why we decided to write this list, Julie, is because one of the things you always told us is that people come to this podcast to hear what we know about this city. And I think it was easy to forget that. I think as we sit around and, and do the job of journalists every day, we forget get that what we know is is interesting and special. You reminded us of that constantly. And I think it made us all feel more confident in our jobs. And it also made us feel like we were doing something important. Well, you are. You really are. <laughs> Thank you. And I feel like we always got like real time feedback because we talk about something and then later Julie would come back and be like, oh my gosh, I went to that place you guys talked about. And this is what <laughs> yes. I loved. Oh, speaking of which, since this will be the last chance I get to do this, I tried the La Casita Bake Shop brunch. It's so good. So everybody go and Richard and get the mushroom toast and the Turkish coffee. Ooh, oh, my final tips. recommendation. Oh, Julie's Julie. coming in with her own tips. I know. She's been part of us long Sorry. enough that she's like, I know how to do this stuff. They call yeah. that a mycog. That's right. <laughs> no, you're not a mycog. And so Sarah, what recommendations do you have for Julie? Okay, we're going to go around the horn a little bit and give you places that we think you'll love and maybe we'll make you remember us as much as we remember you. Okay. First one from me. In honor of your new job in the absolute middle of nowhere, <laughs> how about a cocktail after work? The Row on Oak, yes, that's the name, The Row on Oak, is a speakeasy in Roanoke. Oh, wonderful. We, we haven't been because we'd probably need a plane to get there. <laughs> so report back on what it's like, will you, for the sake of this podcast. Okay, but who's going to drive me home? Oh, no. <laughs> Do they have hotels in Roanoke? Does Dr. <laughs> Phil have a private plane? Do you have passport? <laughs> Julie, do you remember the Tinga Quesadillas? Yes, I do. I know you remember. So I have this recommendation. Tortas Revolución or Tortas Insurgentes is the same one. You have to go there to try the best Mexican city-style tacos in Dallas. Remember, it's a very little place, but go in, order a michelada and some tacos. And you know what? I have another recommendation from that place. If you go ask for the tripa tacos, they are like tribe tacos. No. Yeah, they are really good. They are, Julie, you gotta do yeah, what we say. Yeah. <laughs> you can oh, take you can take Dr. Phil with you. <laughs> okay. I think you're so smart. Yeah, but ask them to be extra crunchy. They are really good. Claire. 
All right, Julie, here's one for you. I think you already know about this one, but always interesting, but always reliable, unfussy, but put together, spicy, but disarmingly so. The food at Resident Taqueria sure sounds a lot like our beloved Julie Fisk. This neighborhood spot has been around for a little while, but it's as great as it was when it first opened. If you haven't had it before, try the cilantro and charcoal margarita. I know you love a good margarita. I absolutely love Resident. And in fact, the Palomas are my favorite. And Claire, if I can tell you one thing, that you changed in my life. You mentioned one time that you were going to eat at someone's house, but you noticed they had cat hair all over their clothes. <laughs> and I that had never occurred to me at all. And ever since then, when I'm about to cook dinner, I look down and yes, 90% of the time I am covered in cat hair. So I have to go in and get a limp brush to get the cat hair off. And I've always wondered since then, was Claire talking about no. me? Oh. Was that me? No. <laughs> no. No, no. And I am so sorry if I have made you self-conscious. That is something I do, though. I do pay attention <laughs> to someone who's covered in cat hair if they're cooking food for me. But, Julie, I would eat anything that you cooked for me. Or that Dave cooks. That He's the secret sauce in your house, I think. <laughs> oh, he is. Absolutely. I think the only food I've brought in for you guys was made by Dave, honestly. <laughs> and his tomatoes that he really wants us to Tomatoes. Yes. That was very special. Yep. I think Dave is going to miss us. He is. I got to say, I have produced multiple podcasts. This is the only one that he has listened to every single episode. Oh. Yeah, he is a, he's a P1 of Eat, Drink, DFW. <laughs> Thanks, for sure. Dave. Erin? Oh. Okay, Julie, my first recommendation for you is Staycation Coffee. Oh, because that is where we first met. <laughs> She's crying. Oh, no, are you crying Oh, now? God. <laughs> I can't. Oh, oh. I can't believe you're leaving, Julie. I'm sorry. No, that was. Uh, <laughs> Tell me the story. Oh, it was just awesome. Like, uh, Julie actually came recommended to us from Tommy Cummings, who used to work here. I love that Julie herself was a recommendation. Yes, for she us. was. Yes. <laughs> Tommy was like, have you heard of Julie Fisk? Like, if you're doing a podcast, you really need to talk to Julie. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll email her and we'll have coffee and we'll chat. And I didn't really know what you looked like. I looked you up online. But then when I got to Staycation Coffee, it's like I could just feel the Julie from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just knew which one you were without even like seeing you. I was like, that's Julie. Cause like your energy was so amazing and you were so excited to meet all of us and work with all of us and you had so many ideas and you've just been so invested in everything we do since the beginning. And I just, I just love that as someone who like believed in us really meant a lot to me. So we will still have to get together at Staycation Coffee in Richardson because they also have good coffee. I just have to say, and you guys might not even know about this, but the reason I ended up here is because I had been doing my own thing for a long time and I was like, it's time to start reaching out to people. And I'm like, where would I be proud to work? And honest to God, the first thing that came to mind was the Dallas Morning News. <laughs> and um, my friend Tommy Cummings, I reached out to him and I said, is there any chance, because I was already listening to the food podcast. So Tommy put that in motion. And when I walked in and saw Erin, I was like, I love her. She's going to be my friend. <laughs> it was just one of those things. And I I have felt that way about all of you from the start and even and Melda from the time that she started working with us. It was just like, I love these women and I have friends who will ask me questions like they really want to know that y'all are bitchy. <laughs> can, are I, we, can I say that word? Are we bitchy, Julie? <laughs> no. And I always say that. No, they are not. They're like smart and funny and sweet and engaging. And y'all have embraced me since day one. And it's very rare you get this kind of work situation. Imelda, do you have another recommendation for Julie? Actually, I have. Julie, I know you love cocktails, right? Still dry January. 
And I, I, I have been good the whole time. I got two more weeks. You know, here's the good news though. It's almost February. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so next month, when you are back in the game, we Mexicans, we like to party hard, you know? And sometimes we drink a little bit much. And for those times, the next day is like, oh, I don't want to leave anymore. <laughs> I have a cure for that. You have to go to Mascara's Mexican Grill for the birria plate. Oh. It's amazing, Julie. It's going to resuscitate you. I guarantee it. I'm taking this advice. Yes. These are hangover suggestions from Imelda to Julie. I love it. My first day off dry January is going to be the Friday after my first week of working with Dr. Phil. Yes. So I will need a drink. Good. So my next recommendation for you is a spot that you can take your friends to when you want to show them how cool and hip you are, which you are. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is St. Valentine in Old East Dallas. The drinks there are super funky and super interesting. And also the playlist is killer. I love all of the Netflix documentaries you made us watch. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even though some were traumatizing. Yeah. But it's always like, have you guys watched this? You need to go watch this. And sometimes we were like, why did you make us do that, Julie? Even when I hadn't watched it. I remember that one time <laughs> I know. you started talking about it. I was like, well, I didn't get to watch it. And you're like, you told us to watch this. Like, Julie, I, that ruined my week. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and you were like, I didn't even see the end of it. And I was like, that was the worst part. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it was a great episode, though. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. But anyway, um, one recommendation of mine is Bordark Meat Company and Farmer Thomas. I know we had him on to talk about his farm and regenerative agriculture. And I know you've always been so open and supportive of trying produce and meats from local farmers and eat healthfully and things like that. So my recommendation is Bordark Meat Company and you can go to his website and find where to buy individual cuts of meat. I will finish with a to-do list item, Julie, a restaurant that's not open yet, but we do specialize in scoops about what's coming soon. We know that you loved RM1220 in Lake Highlands. Yes. And we know what's going in its place. So there's an American restaurant called Goldie's that's going to open there. Uh, one of my favorite little tidbits about Goldie's is that there's a neon golden retriever on the wall, which Ooh. just seems darling. But I would like to say that uh, when it opens in the first quarter of 2024, we will save a seat for you, Julie. You're always part of our podcast, even if you won't be behind the computer. And we would love to eat with you and dish with you just like we have for so long. We will miss you and we love you. And this is not the end. Oh, thank you. I love you guys so much. Y'all have just been a blessing. And now we need to go out. We hang out in here and talk about food all the time. And there's no food in here. There is food in here, Erin. I brought something for Julie. Oh, what did you bring? From you on our, from oh, wow, a box it of is a Big box Mama. Of Big Mama pickled sausages. I've never been the same since I learned that these exist, and uh, Julie made us try them. So, and Julie, Julie, these are for you. You are our Big Mama. <laughs> You're our Big Mama of pickled sausages. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is the only time in my life that calling me Big Mama is okay. I will take it. Oh my gosh. You're a little mama, but you eat those crazy sausages. <laughs> Do you know, I ended, I threw these out, but they sit in my fridge for like nine straight months. <laughs> what? Yeah. Did you have more? Did your Southern accent just come out? Probably. <laughs> Probably. That was so cute. <laughs> Claire, where did you find the box of Big Mama sausages? Amazon, and they deliver them so fast. <laughs> it was disturbing. And my husband thought they were for us. Oh, He was excited about them. Oh. <laughs> I had to break the news that they were for Julie. <laughs> oh, no, let me... 
I'm going to send one home with all of you, and you'll get two, Claire, so your husband can have one. You should give one to your little boy, too. They're horrible. (laughs) (laughs) They're seriously so good. Oh, Oh my God. They look so... uh, (laughs) They have a lot of girth. Just put it that way. (laughs) Julie... Who is going to let us make jokes like that? I don't know, but I do think it's funny that we've been together for a year and a half and we haven't had a single cocktail together. Do y'all realize that? Yes. So it's time to fix that after dry January. You got it, Julie. What are we going to do about the fair next year? (gasps) (gasps) Well, Julie, we're still going to (laughs) go. And you're still invited if you want to come. Yep. If you can take a little time off from Dr. Phil, there's a seat for you. All right. With some fried goodness. Okay, so let's do it like that. This isn't a goodbye. It's a until the fair 2024. You got it, Julie. Thanks, guys. Yes. Thank you so much, Julie. We love you. Love you. And that's all the time we have for Eat, Drink, DFW this time. Thank you all for joining, and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, or tasty recipes with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. (laughs) To catch up on every episode, of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review so that we can come back for a fresh new season. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Erin Bookie. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.